Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Today is September 20th. It has been two days since we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a true queen in every way. Yes. An incredible woman, lawyer, judge, and feminist. So Sarah Grimke wrote, I ask no favors of my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our neck. She wrote this in 1837. Nearly 200 years later, Ruth Bader Ginsburg repeated this in her 2008 documentary. I just wanted to take a moment to reflect on those 200 years and everything that they accomplished. But I also wanted to take a moment to reflect on the next 200 years and what we as women, as people, can do to push this country forward. This recording will be released on October 28th, and I think what we can do to honor RBG's memory right now is regardless of political affiliation, regardless of who you are going to vote for, it doesn't matter. Just go vote and think about the next 200 years and how your vote absolutely matters and will affect these next 200 years. So rest in power, RBG. And just to bring it back a little bit to what we're here to do, here's a quote that RBG said about her journey with reading. Reading is the key that opens doors to many good things in life. Reading shaped my dreams and more reading helped me make my dreams come true. All right, Jordan, you want to introduce our very special guest? Yes, I would love to. And I would just like to say that was a lovely tribute. Thank you for that. And I second that. Go vote on November 3rd. Super important. Uh, Thank you for that, Francis. All right. So our very first guest, our guinea pig guest, if you will, very excited to have her today. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Taylor Schumann. Uh, For those of you who don't know, and why don't you already, Taylor is a published author and gun sense activist. Uh, Taylor was injured in a shooting in 2013 and has since spent the last seven years on a mission to raise awareness about the dangers of gun violence and work towards safer gun laws in the U.S. Taylor has written dozens of articles for a number of publications, was a contributor to the book If I Don't Make It, I Love You, which is available on Amazon and major book retailers, and is currently working on her first full memoir, When Thoughts and Prayers Aren't Enough, A Shooting Survivor's Journey into the Realities of Gun Violence, which will be released in June 2021. You can check out links to Taylor's writing on her website, taylorschumann.com, which we will link on our social media and in the episode's description. So welcome, Taylor. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for, like, you have way more experience podcasting than us, Mm -hmm. so maybe you can give us some pointers, really. Oh, no. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I do have get so nervous but I'm not nervous about this because this is super fun yay oh, okay. so <laughs> well we're just here to have fun we're here to have a good time um so why don't we dive in I would love it if you would tell us about your experience with the Princess Diaries books okay so I read uh the first book this book um it must have been when it first came out because I remember it coming to like our school library and being like you know, on in the display, like the bright pink cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember reading it then. Um, and I just thought it was so fun. Um, written like as a diary, I related to it so much because I was 
very much a Mia character in my own <laughs> life and like wasn't quite a nerd but was not popular because I wasn't smart enough to be a nerd so I just kind of fell in the cracks if you will so it was just such a fun story and then I remember getting so excited when the movie came out and going to see that with my mom and my sister and um, I remember going to uh, limited two because <laughs> the singer uh, Myra from yes. the movie did a CD signing tour at Whoa. limited twos across the country. Oh my and God, I remember stop. that's amazing! It was so cool. That's authentic. <laughs> Our limited two, and I remember my mom bought me a CD and she signed it, and I just Aww. thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Wait, so please tell I, me you have a picture. I am sure I have one somewhere. Oh my gosh, but please I send can't. it to me so I can post it. I'll, I'll have to ask my mom if, you if can she can find it. That would be it. great. Um, yeah, and then I just kind of read the books as, as they came out. And I don't remember how far I got into the series. I don't think I've read all eight. Um, but there are actually yeah. 11. Oh, there's 11. <laughs> Not including on the, yeah, there's 11 and then there's four mini books and then there's like a spinoff book. It's, well, it's not really a spinoff. It's a book written by Mia. We'll get into it down the yeah, road. Yeah, no spoilers. Okay. No spoilies. No spoilers. Um, well, we're super excited to chat with you about um, about the, the end of the first yes. book. So yes, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about what it. happens to Mia in this last little section. So for this section, we read from the section in Mia's diary noted Thursday, October 16th, homeroom to the end. So I will give a quick synopsis of that. Uh, here we go. After Mia's royal status is published in the papers, Mia experiences a newfound popularity. At a paparazzi-filled dinner with Grammaire, Mia finds out that it was Grammaire who outed her to the press. She angrily insists that her father apologize to her mother for blaming Mr. G. At school the next day, news gets around that Josh and Lana have broken up. Josh asks Mia to be his date to the cultural diversity dance. Lily berates Mia for accepting, claiming that Josh is merely using her. Mia spends the night at Tina's where they watch Lily's cable access show, Lily tells it like it is. The next day, when Mia tells her mother she's going to the dance with Josh, Mr. G pushes back by alerting Helen that Josh is, quote, fast. Grammaire arrives to take Mia dress shopping and quickly shuts down Helen and Philippe's plan to not let Mia go out with Josh. On their date, Mia realizes that Josh may not be as wonderful as the picture she'd painted of him in her head. They don't have much to talk about. He guzzles champagne and orders her a filet mignon for dinner, unaware that she's a vegetarian. On the way to the dance, the paparazzi surround them, and Josh gives Mia her first kiss at the request of the photographers. Mia stands up for herself and angrily tells Josh she knows he was just using her for fame. Mia makes up with Lily, and she spends the rest of the evening with her friends enjoying the dance. She dances with Michael and later learns that he's a talented musician who has even written a song called Tall Drink of Water about a tall, beautiful girl who doesn't know that the boy singing the song is in love with her. <laughs> and thus concludes the synopsis. <laughs> and truly, I think the most frustrating point of this book, when Mia's like, oh, tall drink of water, who could that be about? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Agreed. So we're going to dive into yes. all of this. We're going to pick it apart. We're going to give our thoughts. Um, but in general, I think that as we're, we've been pinpointing our central themes of each section, I would say that the theme of this section is acceptance. Mia accepts that Josh is a jerk. She accepts that this fantasy world she's been living in where he likes her for her is inaccurate. Uh, she also accepts that 
she can be friends with Lily, despite the fact that this rift that they've gone through, they can move on. She even kind of accepts the princess thing, or is at least beginning to. Um, So I think that that's a really important way to wrap up the book, where you see a little bit of growth in her. Um, Yeah, definitely. Not a lot, but some. Not a lot, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's only book one. A few very, like, pointed quotes where she's like, I mean, obviously it's wrapping up a book, so you have to have some sort of a conclusion, but it is very nice to see Mia take control a little bit of herself mm-hmm. and of her, how her actions affects, affect her and others. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And I think it's cool because you kind of see how this idea she had in her head of what it might look like if she was more well-known at school or more popular, like, getting the guy, making new friends, like she almost has those things and then realizes Mm -hmm. that's not what she wanted. That's not what she would want anyway and is able to like accept that and let those things go. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, it's it's a good a good wrap up, I think. Um, But if we back up a little to the beginning of the section, uh, the news is out sort of where we left off. Um, She's in all the papers and they've used her school photo in the papers, which kind of narrows down in a way who it could have been. Uh, Mia says it looks bad for Grummer and Mr. G because they both had access to those pictures. Um, Although the glaring evidence, I mean, Mr. G was the one who notified everyone. Right. Like, he is an Ed Kemper, you know? Like, (laughs) he's not inserting himself in the investigation, you know? Returning to the scene of the crime. (laughs) What a reference. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah. I think Philippe was just kind of being a dick. Yeah. (laughs) And wanting it to be Mr. G. Yeah. Bad luck, Mr. G. We also get... I mean, another- I mean Philippe, not Mr. G. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love them both. Yeah. Um, we get another mention about Princess Di. This is, like, what, the fourth of the book? Or, I don't At know, least. they bring her it's up been a quite lot. quite a few, yeah. Um, and they're talking, it's kind of a hefty reference when they're saying, you killed Princess Di to yeah. the media, or about the media. Especially Heavy. for, like, teenagers. Right. right. Who, I guess, would have been... They would have been, like, in middle school or late lower school when Princess Mm -hmm. Di died. That's just very pointed for, uh, (laughs) like, teenagers to have such a strong uh, view and opinion about the death of, uh, you know, a monarch from another country. Right, right, yeah. And we talked to... You know what? Maybe it is because at the time, that was when Will and Harry were... so much in the media because they Mm -hmm. were at the age where they were like dating and going out and like doing things so they were on all the lists so maybe they were maybe that was why it was more in the public at the time I didn't think about that that's a good thought yeah um so she's in the papers there's all this drama about the media killing monarchs um <laughs> but suddenly mia finds herself very popular she's eating lunch with, she- with tina because she's still in a rift with lily and who should sit down with her but josh lana and their ilk Cohort. yeah <laughs> they're they're popular friends i would like to quickly read what josh had for lunch if Jeez. you would Allow me. Uh, two double cheeseburgers, large fries, two chocolate milks, a bowl of chili, a bag of Doritos, salad with French dressing, yodels, an apple, and a large Coke. That's like that's, what 
a normal person eats in like three days. That's horrifying. <laughs> like, it's, I it's like, awful. But I like the salad and the apple. Yes, you know? a salad and an right. apple. Yeah, balance it's about it. balance. And yeah, you got well, he must the be doing it right. Cheeseburgers with the salad. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ugh, gross it's so gross it's so much food it's like i you get a stomach ache reading that yeah and not not great um although i had taco bell for lunch so maybe that's why <laughs> um so lana invites them to a party or lana I yeah Lana because the audiobooks say Lana yeah um Lana invites them to a party at josh's which is on park avenue and has six bedrooms and a jacuzzi uh jealous that sounds awesome um and mia is awkwardly is like oh i i can't go to that my mom wouldn't let me i don't drink alcohol yeah i liked that i actually have that quote noted it's she's talking about the party and like what everyone does there and she says plus everybody drinks but i don't drink and i don't have anyone to make out with so what would i do there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it does kind of show her naivete about yes i was gonna say the same thing yeah Yeah. like i mean part obviously like and we didn't go to that many high school parties but there is more than just making out and drinking you know there's i love this line because i would have that's how i thought parties were oh my god same yeah that's here okay i found it i would think there are like whole rooms reserved for people to go into to make out. We're talking major French kissing, maybe even more than French kissing, maybe even like above the waist touching, maybe oh even below the waist touching. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. At these high school Perhaps. parties. Maybe. Maybe. I, mean, I think that teenagers. is who knows hilarious. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But it's so funny that that's her train of thought. Yes. Uh but it is a very honest train of thought. I think yes. that as a 14-year-old, I probably was kind of like, oh, my God. Like, you want someone to touch you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I remember this is a sidebar, but Francis and I went to, like, one party in high school. Literally one. Senior year. And <laughs> everyone who showed up saw, was like, why are you there? That's where you met that girl that I was talking about in episode one, by the way. She literally oh. saw us walk in and turned around and went in the house. She wouldn't even, like, she saw oh, me. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, it was so intense. It was, like, four oh, years so after we had stopped being friends. About- sorry, I interrupted you. But, yeah, it was, yeah, everyone that's looked crazy. at us, like, that's so weird. And one well, girl acted like I was, she was like, oh, you're so cute. You dressed up for this party. And I was like, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> like, was she we wearing? Just, <laughs> like, I, it was just, we were out of our school uniform. Like, oh. I think that was it. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember being, like, I feel weird here. Everybody else thought it was weird they were there, that we were there. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> I think <laughs> we, shouldn't we had have gone. more fun <laughs> driving to and from the party than we actually did so. at the party. But it was nice of the host to invite us. That was, was very inclusive. Yes, it was very nice of um so anyway mia says that she doesn't drink um and josh is like oh i respect that yeah (laughs) um which you know and then lana kind of gives him a hard time yeah i love that lana calls him out actually i really like that yeah she was like you drink more than anyone else here like (laughs) what are you talking about he totally shuts her down and it's kind of sad bit of a scary way too the way it's described is he just stares at her yeah like really toxic yeah super toxic and she's just like okay whatever but also Mm -hmm. i mean creepy she she got her dig in though i think yeah before that we got the point and i love when she's like telling the story about the is it a the girl that has to have her stomach pumped because she She drank a whole bottle of baileys yes and then at the the end josh is like 
not so cool. uncool yeah. <laughs> whatever he says yeah that that was really funny and it was funny too because I don't think I'd read this book since like after seeing the movie mm-hmm. um and so when I was reading it again I was just picturing you know the guy that plays Josh from the yes movie. same like, I picture saying him all this yeah. stuff which was just so Eric Von easy Denton. to do yeah brink <laughs> Yeah, Brig. <laughs> I watched that recently. Yeah, Disney Plus. Oh yeah. So after their uh, newfound popularity lunch uh, later that day, Grandmere goes to dinner with Grandmere, and Mia goes we to find out. What did I say? Grandmere goes to dinner with Grandmere. Which she did go to dinner with she herself, but Grandmere does there. everything with herself for herself. <laughs> Mia goes to dinner with Grandmere. Thank you for that, and. Uh, she finds out that Grandmere is the one who outed her to the press. Um, and Grandmere really is a bit shitty about it. She's like, yeah, yes. I did. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're welcome. She's like, you needed it. Yeah. Um, and then she says kind of her did. son is naive. Or like, yes, I wrote this said, quote down. Like, totally throws him under the bus. <laughs> yes. She's in, because um, Mia's like, what's, what's she call him? Dad? <laughs> I started to say Uncle Philippe. <laughs> Philippe. <laughs> thinks her, or dad thinks it was mr g and she's like oh your father's always been very naive yeah um and then he when mia calls him to say like and and she finds out that philippe knew that yeah it was Ramir who who outed her she said or philippe says mia your grandmother and i oh f- sorry francis do you want to read it <laughs> in your accent or no so oh i don't know or i don't know no I it, it, it's I, really short i'll read it yeah yeah you got it So Philippe says, Mia, your grandmother and I have a very complicated relationship. He means he's scared of her. (laughs) I guess I can't really blame him considering the fact that she used to lock him in the dungeon and everything. So a little insight into mommy issues. Yeah. There is a great note about this, though. When Mia is, like, basically yelling at her, she says, Grandma, how could you? And (laughs) Grandma is upset. And it's like, don't call me grandma. <laughs> That's my voice for her, by the way. Like I've been practicing it. Voice. I'm trying to do a so more husky. Sure, uh, accented sure. and husky. It's spot on. Yes. it's uh, and, and Mia says, I think I sort of hate her. <laughs> yeah. At this point, fair. Yeah. She's totally. just upended her entire life. Um, yes. So. I didn't even check with her. I mean, very, very rude. Very rude. And she doesn't care. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I when I first read it, if I knew it was her, or even when I read it the second time, like a year ago and didn't remember what happened, I, I don't remember if I knew it was her. I think I thought like in the movie, it was Paolo. Right. But yeah. he I actually, has nothing when to I was do with reading it, it I book. was like, oh, it's Paolo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I thought the reveal. same thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, sadly, it was Grammaire. Wah, wah, she disappoints again. Although I do see her perspective of yeah. it's got to happen eventually, but- Maybe I do have more. noted, like, on a one out of ten, how messed up do you think this is? I think it's only really, like, Six. a five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Taylor, would you like to rate it? <laughs> yeah. One, one out of ten. Gosh, I, I think I'm going to go with, like, a, a six because it does make – it does kind of make sense, but she is so, like – calculated about mm-hmm. all these things and wants to control all these things and you would think she would have wanted everyone in on it to ha- 
like that's a good point yeah yeah like so mia would know and it would like be presented perfectly but yeah that's a really good point that is i would Um, like to ask her some questions about her yeah like how did you think it was gonna go yeah and also weird that she used a school photo pre-makeover yeah yes very strange i would have thought that wasn't her because of that yeah what's the point of you doing all that stuff if you're just going to use an old yeah i don't know well it yeah i think we can all agree it's between a five and six on the assholiness scale yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially considering like the rest of everything else she does like yeah. that's yeah, really on the, on the, the iceberg yeah on the <laughs> in the grand scheme of messed up things this is mm-hmm. minimal but if i were mia in high school like you know i would think it, it's a 10 yeah right oh, yeah totally i'm yeah. sure i thought it was a 10 yes understandable that totally. mia is more upset about it yes. <laughs> than us yeah yes than us. exactly yes. <laughs> <laughs> like to have literally no impact on this fiction book um yeah. <laughs> so i guess being a princess is not all bad josh and lana split up big news big news uh big news. he dumped her under Madonna's bra at the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> I that too. Wow. Ouch. Savage. What a place. Never look at Madonna the same again. Never. Um, and so he asked Mia to the dance. And but what it, it, I, the way he asks her, though, is he goes, so you going to the dance with anyone or not? <laughs> and hadn't he asked her the day before as well if she was going with anyone? Or, yeah. That and, was he, like, and she was like, no. And he was like, cool, later. Yeah, it's, I guess it's I just haven't school. broken up with Lana yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's such a high school boy thing, though. Like, mm-hmm. to be like, well, so are we doing this or not? <laughs> yeah, yes or no answer. Are you in? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Mia for a second is like, he's using me, and then she thinks to herself, "So what? He'll get to know me, <laughs> and it'll be great. He's the most we'll sensitive in boy in school." <laughs> yeah. Lily is less. Um, has less rose-colored glasses about it um lily accuses her uh you know or lily says that josh is just using her and he's on the rebound to which mia says excuse me josh richter is not on the rebound he and lana had been broken up for 16 whole hours before he asked me out uh wow so long it's not a rebound it's a, lifetime. Heard it's a lifetime um yeah it is i mean it obviously shows that lily clearly cares about Mia and yeah I think so too that she's not gonna get hurt but she Mm -hmm. obviously does it in a very Lily way where she's very yelling at her Mm -hmm. where she's yelling at Mia so Mm -hmm. it's not nice yeah (laughs) and she they have this whole conversation about Josh does drugs and Boris doesn't do drugs and I (laughs) fully said shit like that when I was 14 totally (laughs) oh they do drugs Drugs, and I'm a, I'm assuming she's talking about like smoking weed, but I don't know. They're yeah, very rich in New York. Maybe she's talking about cocaine or like. No, I don't know. I think from the perspective of them, the, like that is a hardcore drug. Like yes. weed is a hardcore yes. drug. Yes. They yes. do weed. <laughs> <laughs> they do weed. They do weed, and uh, fully. When I was 14, I was like, <gasps> drugs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So we also have a really wonderful instance here of Michael and Lars's budding relationship. Yes. yes. Michael asks Lars, are you going to, to the dance? And Lars is like, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and I think that we'll see a lot more of that. But I love that. Uh, yes. I love that Michael is concerned. Because obviously, okay, Josh is a senior. 
and has yes, obviously been what's his face intimate Josh. with Lana and probably Arky Michael's Michael. worried about what he's what Josh assumes is going to happen at the dance mm-hmm. as Mia should be <laughs> yeah um, but I feel like they're not giving Mia enough credit for like she's I, I don't know like it's just it doesn't seem like she would just be pressured into having sex with no Josh, you know? i think he's i think the concern with lars being there is a lot more about josh, josh. taking advantage yes. not mia like say, yeah. yeah no yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah that is what and, i think and i would think least. being michael he would certainly be concerned for her like emotional mm-hmm. um, yeah like her getting her emotionally too um because he actually cares about her Yes, right. emotionally. So I'm sure he was yes. thinking about that. <laughs> I agree. Nothing if not emotional. He is uh, the freaking <laughs> best. Yeah. Um, and Mia makes an interesting comment about Tina's romance novels about how <laughs> it's weird that this is happening to me because in the books, the guy never gets with the right girl right after breaking up with the wrong girl. He waits like a respectable <laughs> amount of time. So like, it's weird that my situation's so atypical. <laughs> but actually, she's in the exact situation of the jerk in the romance novel and yes. right. can't picture it that way because she's a bit naive bless yes she tries i mean i feel like she tries to be like she has moments where she tries to be reasonable and be like Mm -hmm. oh josh might be using me but then she's like no okay whatever probably not though because he's super sensitive (laughs) like she has these moments of clarity and she just zooms by them yeah yeah that's a great way to put it she does like she there are moments where you're like yes Mia, roll with that you got and she's it like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> again she's 14 yeah. So, yeah what can we say i mean and i wonder too if she is hoping that even if you know those bad things do turn out to be true which they do that she'll be like strong enough um to handle it or like that it won't mm-hmm. bother her and so she'll just try to like get hers <laughs> right. <laughs> she right. goes. Yeah. yeah and then she realizes like no like you know, she is sensitive and she does care about those kinds of things. And right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I think that she, she'll get there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she clearly knows right from <laughs> yes. wrong and just chooses to ignore it when it suits her for now. For um, now yeah. But we'll see. So um, she's all excited. She's gonna, you know, she and Tina are gonna do their hair and stuff at the sleepover i felt like we didn't get a lot out of the sleepover um yeah Yeah, we just got a little glimpse they watch lily tells it like it is and lily's working on her hogate story or is she is she talking about norman i don't remember i think she Um, does both she kind of says like is that when she apologizes because hogate never really took off but she doesn't really apologize she just kind of is like meh that's not till the dance i think Okay. Um, I'm talking about Mia and Tina watch Lily tells it like it is. Yeah. At no, the no, no. She Lily apo- doesn't apologize for Hogate, but she's like it didn't really. Oh happen. yeah. Oh, you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> Lily's <laughs> never gonna get involved she's, in Hogate. Yes, she's not gonna admit that her racist endeavor was racist. <laughs> right. Um. So Mia tells her mom she's going to the dance with Josh, and Mr. G is there. And Mr. G says that Josh is going 100 miles per hour. And Helen says that Mia is only going five miles per hour. <laughs> so they need Accurate. to discuss with Philippe. <laughs> um, and Grandma Mare shows up and Mia is completely like, they're not going to let me go. And Grandma does something to shut it down. 
We don't know what. We don't know what. (laughs) I can only imagine. Clearly, like what happened to Genevieve? What did she say to Helen? What What does she she have on all these people? Mm -hmm. It's it's frightening, certainly. Yeah, I love the description of like when Mia comes back in the room and Grammaire has just done something and Helen and Mr. G are like silent and red-faced and then they leave to go gown shopping. (laughs) Um, And Mia said something funny. This was interesting. She says, there's a lot of stuff about being a girl I never realized. Like having your shoes match your gown. I didn't know that was so important. (laughs) And that totally (laughs) just struck me because same. Uh, I don't think I've ever had my shoes match my gown before. It's so princessy. Yeah, that's not really a thing outside of like debutante balls really yeah Yeah, like that's not yeah that's not really a thing outside Mm -hmm. of very specific situations but obviously that is the life that mia is going to be entered into so she has to know sooner rather than later true um yeah i completely agree that i like that grammar takes it so seriously though and she's, oh yeah like, she's real excited this. and it kind of yeah. and it's only like 10 pages after she's like i think i hate her and then she's like grammar is the best because she's yeah. doing what i want her to <laughs> exactly she flip-flops yeah. per whatever suits her needs yeah which makes sense so um do we want to talk about just the night of the dance yes it's the moment we've been waiting for love to talk about what a schmoozy douche josh is so gross <laughs> so <laughs> gross he and says he, he arrives 15 minutes late, first of all, though. Like, first which is not, like, I mean, 15 minutes, mm. whatever. But still, like, if you say you're going to be somewhere at seven, be there mm-hmm. at seven, you douche. I thought it was really precious, too, that Philippe was like, we can still go see Beauty yeah. and the Beast. And she was like, no. And he was like, yes. oh, I just love that. I was <laughs> but so it is really sad that everyone thinks that she's getting stood up. They're like, oh, I'm getting <laughs> yes. stood up. What else would happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thankfully, she wasn't even though maybe that would have been better in the end uh well no but we'll get to that um so josh is late and then he says helen looks like mia's college age sister because i wrote this down it was you're mia's mother oh my gosh i thought you must be her college age sister cringe no extra double triple (laughs) so and then i thought this was the worst when they're like, when are you coming back? And he's like, I'll have her home in time for breakfast. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? That <laughs> Why would you so say that? Just like, ugh. so gross. And then he's douche. like, oh, what time would you like her home, your highness? Sir. Oh, yeah. does he say your highness or yeah? Yes, At some he point does. he says your highness. Um, so tacky. I hate it. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the worst. So and it's just, it's so transparent. And clearly he's a kid who was raised in privilege and is used to having mm-hmm. grown-ups just fawn all over him. Mm-hmm. And ugh, he's the worst. Uh, yes. Very gross. Very gross. Um, and things just continue to go downhill. They don't have anything to talk about in the car except for Mr. G dating Mia's mom. Which is only, I mean, that's one sentence. That's like, yeah. is it true? Is it, <laughs> is it true? true? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Conclude. just silence. I would love to have had Lars's monologue when oh, that was happening. I think that right. all the time. I'm pretty sure I tweeted Meg <laughs> yeah. Cabot that once. I was like, I want these books from Lars's perspective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Lars oh, Diaries. So the Lars Diaries. The Lars Palm Pilot. Um, oh yeah, so <laughs> thankfully Lars has offered to drive because Josh drinks, what did she say? The, like so they get to the dinner, they get to Tavern on the Green, um, 
which we'll, we'll come back to during pop culture references yes but we'll just, circle yeah. back to that yeah circle back but um they're meeting a whole bunch of people there uh, everybody's older than Mia they're all like juniors and seniors and she's a freshman and Josh orders everybody filet mignon which Mia will not eat even for the most sensitive boy in the world she says okay have you guys ever been in a situation or like a date where a guy orders food for you because this seems to be something no. that happens in yeah in media yeah all yeah. the time and i've never once encountered no. this not that i've been on a ton of dates but i've never <laughs> encountered this situation same i don't know what i would do if somebody ordered for me i know it I'd definitely be wouldn't go well yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> especially in her situation she's a vegetarian right. and he doesn't even know i mean now it's quite the faux pas to ask to not ask somebody about their dietary restrictions but in 2000 <laughs> that true. wasn't the case but still like you and she if you don't already know said, someone. Yeah, and she had already said she, uh, you know, is really careful about what she puts into her body. Yes, great yeah. point. And meanwhile, he's ordered, he said, she says, what, nine bottles of champagne for the yeah. table? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I looked up the platinum Amex to see what the monthly oh. minimums were, but it was, it was like $5,000. It wasn't nearly as much as I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's I it was going to be like 20 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but anyway, it's, oh, well, it, oh, I guess it says it's his dad's, not his. Yes, right? it's his dad. For a high he, schooler, that would be a lot, though. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but it's it, a lot I for me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if my, if my credit card bill is five thousand dollars, I've done something wrong. <laughs> um, but he, I thought this was so funny. He keeps rubbing her leg under the table yes, the more yeah. he drinks, and she just is like. It was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it was so concerning. Yeah. It's like, dude, you can heart. say no. Please. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Please. She was just, just like, like, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Dinner doesn't go well. I guess the people are at the dinner are nice to her, it seems Yeah. Like. She says the girls are nice mm-hmm. to her specifically. I'm sure the she boys says just the talk to each other. Yeah. The girls just talk and to like, each other. Like yeah. The school. girls were, like, asking her about her dress and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's not really said that they're only being nice to her because she's a princess mm-hmm. but i mean i guess we can assume but it's not we don't they're have pro- to. yeah it they might just, just be, be they're just polite. like nice girls yeah um and i also thought it was interesting that she says josh smells like dracar noir not soap like michael um, <laughs> yeah i think that dracar noir is just in my mind like like a I'm sorry if you wear Dracar Noir. This is probably about to offend you, but it's just like kind of a douchey cologne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It doesn't that kind of have that reputation. Yes. And I don't know what like it smells it. like. It, well, I'm sure it would be fine if you just did it normally, but she says that he just reeks of it, mm-hmm. which we all know that is not a good look good Mm-mm. smell when someone is drenched in cologne or drenched in perfume and it's yeah. so overpowering it's not a good look so he's yes. clearly young and an idiot and thinks yes. like oh well obviously i'm gonna put so much of this on mm-hmm. and I'm irresistible <laughs> <laughs> he has seen one too many acts commercials yes yeah princess yes. will love me um <laughs> oh that is i i thought i was thinking too about it is interesting that he was talking about his ex-girlfriend who's yeah made a bunch of money. <laughs> this was funny he made a bunch of money right. making the grocery bags that say open, open here yeah the produce bags or yeah that say open here and made yeah. half a million dollars or sorry half a billion dollars and she's like i don't understand am i supposed to be impressed by something his ex-girlfriend's dad did yeah. <laughs> and she's right yeah, like he's like, being yeah, a douche yeah 
Like, that was just so strange. But I guess it is just a high school boy thinking, like, oh, this is an impressive thing to talk about. Like, And also very telling as to why he's interested in her. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think it's like that. he's built a resume of like yes people yeah. he's dated and their relatives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I it totally. Kind of, I I wonder if it is uh, also um, kind of a light into maybe that's why he can only date freshman girls because <laughs> he's gone through all the seniors. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, yeah, because <laughs> Lama's a school. freshman, yeah. right? Um, at some point, they say there are a thousand students at some. Point down the road, yeah, so I guess that's oh, okay, that's, that's bigger than 250 yeah. per grade. I mean, it, I'm pretty that's sure that's large. still considered like small, though. I mean, we not to us, I, yeah, yeah, we yeah. to <laughs> the common populace who didn't go to Podunk Nowheresville schools. Jordan and I graduated with 22 people. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I my it. class was like a hundred, and <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> but Eric, my husband, his class was. I think 17 in his class. Yeah. Eric and oh, I bonded okay. over our very similar high school experiences yes. once. Um, yes. Well, it was a fun story. One time Eric got stranded at the airport in, well, I won't say where, but I went to go pick him <laughs> up and it was a very long drive. <laughs> long story. Yes. But that was when we uh, we became good friends and yes. bonded over uh, odd school experience. Is odd the right word? Uh, unique. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so they go to the dance and Mia's like, Oh, it's a good thing that Lars was driving when Josh had like an assload of yes. champagne. Yeah. Um, and there's photographers everywhere, and she's kind of like, "What's going on?" Which she should know better by now. Um, yeah. And zero sort of like learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going well for her in terms of uh, paparazzi awareness. Um, and so we have a very dramatic first kiss moment traumatic i should say yeah paparazzi are like kiss her kiss her kiss her and so josh kisses her pretty much violently it seems like like Um, aggressively and something that bugs bugs me in this scenario that comes up again throughout the books is her very passive role in the situation when she's like i don't know why i didn't just open the door i stood there waiting for him to open the door And I feel like stuff like this happens a lot where she's either not thinking or is making excuses for herself. Um, And it annoys me (laughs) because I'm like, you're standing there. I get that she's only 14 um, and she needs to learn, but she's standing there with paparazzi everywhere and she's just waiting for Josh to like open the door to go inside, like just go inside. And instead she falls into this trap that was really Josh's ultimate goal was to get like, you know, their perfect photo of them as a couple in the press 15 minutes of fame and Mm -hmm. blah 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 but I think too you and I Taylor don't know you as well but I will (laughs) assume that you are also a very strong independent woman um we were very especially in high school had kind of reps as or probably me more so than you as kind of bitches I was definitely (laughs) it was definitely both of us but it was yeah Francis Um, was more in your face and I was more behind you yeah yeah well not and not in a bad way but just like we were just kind of like we didn't stand for things to happen to us we made the things happen if that makes sense um 
We were very active. So we were very we active. We were not we passive. Were not in any way. Yeah, we Apologies were very to anyone active. who thought we were jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Francis Jordan doesn't only. apologize. It's <laughs> <Just> me. <laughs> On brand. Um, but oh, I think, goodness. too, like reading this, I, 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 I don't know. I do kind of remember thinking that Mia was – she was great, but also, like, she did annoy me because she was so passive. And – obviously you have to have a character that grows so that makes mm-hmm. sense that in the process of the yeah book, she does grow but yeah stuff like that it happens a lot like to her things are happening to her and it's like she doesn't I don't know maybe not the the wrong word isn't she doesn't think she doesn't want to happen but right she's I, constantly I viewing well that's another one Oh this yeah. Is another example in like how ill prepared she was and mm-hmm. how like Grandmere yeah. just kind of threw her to the wolves without any like without any training to deal with the paparazzi that she put on her and like yeah. she wanted her to go to the um to go to the party, like to go to these things, mm-hmm. but like no one was there to kind of make sure she like knew how to take care of herself or yeah um like to handle things and like Grand Mare is obviously a strong woman who has dealt with these things and it would make more sense to me that she would like care about Mia in that way before like putting her in these situations maybe yeah. that's the thing is that Mia is surrounded by people who do not really realize that she's 14 and that this mm-hmm. is a big yeah. crazy thing that has happened they're yes. not acknowledging the the kind of the trauma of her becoming a princess of her being outed right. as a princess of her really i mean yeah she learns how to sit without getting wrinkles in the back of her dress very important for state dinners but also like maybe that could have been the lesson like five like lesson number one is like this is how you handle pressured situations this yeah. is how you kind of figure out i think the most important lesson that she should have been taught up front is how to incorporate the people who are already in your life into Mm -hmm. your life as a princess and then also how to introduce new people into your life as a princess because that people are absolutely going to take advantage of you there are good people in the world and there are absolutely people who are going to take advantage of you no matter what and that they no one ever considers that and then they get they kind of get mad at mia which i yeah. don't think is very yeah. fair no. now going back on what i said like and i'm she, mad at mia well she did <laughs> but like mia did try to take agency i mean she kept saying like she didn't want to be a princess and no one asked mm-hmm. her and right. not that she could just not be a princess but everyone was like well this is just the way it is this yeah you are a princess that's that like she's known forever so she she wasn't given time to adjust yeah so she kept trying to say like i don't want this i don't want this and Mm -hmm. everyone was like well sorry too bad (laughs) too bad and you should already know how it all works yeah it's that's definitely a situation in which she deserves a little um a little leeway and yeah Um, It is nice, though, that Mia goes from this really, this total betrayal and embarrassment and but that Josh puts on her, not that she should feel embarrassed, but that Josh puts her in and she walks in into her posse, into Mm -hmm. her chosen family and Mr. G, of course, who everyone just looks stunned and immediately she knows that they know that that was not something that she wanted Mm -hmm. and they're there for her mm-hmm. it come more physically at that point and then of course we get 
the iconic line of, or will we see Mia standing up for herself? She's yeah. like, why did you, she says, why did you do that? I didn't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Very specifically using her and words. And he's like, what? He's like, what do you mean? Like, they were telling me to kiss you. Obviously, I had to. Yes. Um, I would love to read this passage, if you don't mind, um, about right after the kiss, when they go into the dance, Mia has a beautiful moment of clarity. Uh, On my book, it's in page 224. It says, he set you up. He only asked you out so he could get his picture in the paper. He's the one who notified the press that you'd be here tonight. He probably only broke up with Lana just so he could tell his friends he's dating a girl worth $300 million. He never even noticed you until your picture was on the cover of the post. Lily was right. That day at Bigelow's, he was only suffering from a synaptic breakdown when he smiled at you. He probably thinks his chances of getting into Harvard or whatever are way enhanced by the fact that he's the princess of Genovia's boyfriend. And like a big idiot, I fell for it. And I think that that is a great summary of of her accepting her situation and accepting that she made a mistake and learning from it and learning to be cautious with her ideals and who she trusts. Yeah. That, yeah, that is really nice. It is also a little bit strange that she's writing this during the dance. I always think about that. Yes. There is a theme. I was going to bring this up. There is a theme throughout the books of her writing in bathrooms at events and of Lily, her recognizing Lily's shoes. This happens like seven times. I swear it happens a ton. Oh, I didn't know about the Lily shoes thing. This is the first one. And that's in the movie too. They kind of take that into the movie. I remember. Oh, really? I don't remember. With the that. shoot. Yeah. Me either. I need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. It's, it's a theme for sure. I mean, she yeah. was writing in the bathroom at Tavern on the Green. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's writing in the bathroom at the I dance. Just, it's so strange. Like mm-hmm. to be like, oh, a little excuse weird. me for just a moment. <laughs> and then she's gone. I'm for gone for minutes. 45 minutes <laughs> writing. <laughs> she's got like her quill. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess at a certain point, everyone accepts it. Um, there was yeah. a funny line, too, that I wanted to point out. She says, like, it wasn't bad enough. It was my first kiss. It was my first kiss, and teen people was photographing it. Yes. And then she says, I can't let teen people take a picture of me with some guy's tongue in my mouth. My dad will kill me. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that is good. And we get everyone sticking up for Mia, and then, of yes. course, Josh's exit. But, of course, you know, Mia's really confronts him, does a really great job of saying, you don't know me, you're just pretending, and, you know, kind of whatever, and he's, like, the greatest line. Mm -hmm. He's like, um, (laughs) he goes, (laughs) or she says, like, um, he's like, what do you mean I don't even know you? Of course I know you. And she says, no, you don't, because if you did, you wouldn't have ordered me a steak for dinner. And he goes, so I ordered a girl a steak. What's that's a crime? It was a flaming yawn for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, in her meanest voice, yes, she's a vegetarian, you sociopath. <laughs> yes, and our, the is the namesake for this episode. Yes, and she's I just, a vegetarian, I you sociopath. It's a great one-liner from Lily. Yeah, and um, I think we can count that truly as the moment where Lily and me are friends again. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, this this instance really brings them back together. And yeah, Mia does a great job 
of defending herself. He says, Jesus, it was just a kiss. She says, it wasn't just a kiss. Maybe that's how you wanted it to look, like it was just a kiss, but you and I both know what it was, a media event, and one that you've been planning since you saw me in the post. Well, thank you, Josh, but I can get my own publicity. I don't need you. Mm. I think that's so great. Like, yeah, go Mia, snaps to you. Yes. Um, and it's rare you see her be so vocal in a really like aggressive way yeah Um, but I think I think it's really great um and so Josh slumps off oh also I would love to briefly note the fact that the the theme of the dance is cultural diversity and they have all these like culturally themed tables I think that's delightful that is very cool I thought when I was reading it this time like Meg Cabot really did a good job and it could have just been the setting like lended itself to more diversity but there really was a lot of diversity in this book like in the characters i totally agree even the more main characters were were pretty diverse so i thought Mm -hmm. that was that was nice to see Mm -hmm. something an early 2000s relic have some cultural sensitivity i totally Totally agree. Um, We talked a little bit about that, I guess, in episode one. And Mm -hmm. uh, just to piggyback, my mom texted me earlier. I hope she's okay (laughs) with me reading this because I'm going to. Um, She said, just finished book one, enjoyed it thoroughly. But what I found most interesting as an adult reading this is how many hot button issues she gets into without anything being offensive. Cultural diversity, trans people, bullying, just to name a few. Well done, Meg Cabot. (laughs) And I thought that was uh, well put. Thanks, yes. Mom. Yeah, um, definitely. Great job, MOM. Yes. And is she going to read along with us? I don't know. <laughs> she read the first one. And she read it in like a day. So yeah, that's, get into it. She yeah. should be a guest if she is. Oh my God, yes. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Meg Cabot does a great job, especially given that this was published in 2000. Yeah. In a very different time than we're in now. Oh my God, yeah. yes. Yeah. Do we you know really- if – is she from New York? Or did she just I think set it so. Yeah, that's probably I think she's why. I know she lives in Key West now. Good for her. Um, oh, wait, just kidding. It says she has lived, I'm reading her bio. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm like has lived in back. Indiana, California, and France. Oh. Uh, worked at a large urban university. Oh, same. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, she currently nice resides in New York City <laughs> in 2000. You have so much in common with Meg Cabot. I know. You do. <laughs> like, um, that is interesting, though. That's good for her for being ahead of the curve and yeah, yeah totally doing that. So anyway, so yes, so we at get, the dance. Yes, we get to Mia in the bathroom writing in her journal, and I love how every time does. this happens, it eventually gets to like present moment and like and look who shoes imagine? those are. Yeah, like as she's writing, <laughs> yeah. she's like, "Oh, who's here?" Mm-hmm. Like blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> like, can you imagine if <laughs> that was? Like, one of us was in the bathroom at a school event, and, like, the other one walked in and was like, hey, what's up? And you were just like, hang on a second, I'm writing. Well, and then, <laughs> hang on, I'm writing. Right I think it's this one, too, and she's like, I'll write more later. Yes. Like, yeah. We don't get more that later. a ton, but that was just such a funny touch, like, to mm-hmm. kind of bring you, like, yeah. break Back the into the wall, journal kind of. sentiment. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, and so, at the dance, Mia gets some good news. Her F in algebra has been raised to a D. Uh, what a w um (laughs) 
So, and then this is hilarious and very Mia in her self-involvement. She's so happy because Iran bombed Afghanistan. Yes. And so there's oh no God. pictures of yeah. her in the paper kissing Josh. Mia. Oh, Mia. Mia. <laughs> Have some cultural awareness, friend. It's such a teenager. Yeah. yeah. I, like, oh, thank God. War. Yeah, <laughs> not in the papers. There are so many instances in this in this series and a lot of other kind of teenage series have the thing too where these teenagers talk like they're adults and like they just seem yeah. to have all this knowledge or like use really big words and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so I kind of like that moment where she's just like oh man saved by the bombing like I'm just gonna kiss about <laughs> me and my little bubble and nothing else and it's fine Bless her heart. She has a lot to learn. And okay, I know, I know there's a moment later in the books where you see a real growth from this perspective. I'm making a mental note to bring it up when that happens. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she uh right now not so much. Her (laughs) self-awareness is is not not great. Not great. Really her worldly awareness, I should say. Yeah. Um the biggest thing that happens at this dance, in my opinion, is Michael clearly is making every effort to show her that he likes her yes. without saying it. Oh, my gosh. Like, they yeah. dance. They slow dance together. They have a great time. They go – everybody goes back to the Moscovitzes, and we have to talk about Tall Drink of Water. Yes. yes. Do we ever get lyrics? I feel like we get lyrics later on. I think it's in another book. It, yeah. And then um, there's another song later. No spoilers. Yes. Um, we'll have but to yeah, find so a tall drink of water. To record it. And okay, something that interesting that happens is Mia says, I think Michael Moskowitz might like me. In Yes, after yeah. the... Oh yeah, here it is, page 230. Oh, and I think Michael Moskowitz might like me. She says it! <laughs> and then tall drink of water. Like, she's constantly talking about how tall she is. All the time. Always talking about how she, yes. she's a fucking Sasquatch. Yes. She's like, I'm a tall person. I'm tall. I'm so tall. And then Michael sings her a song about a tall girl. And she's, she's like, just like, happy. Oh, what a crazy, yes. crazy random happenstance. <laughs> He's a musical genius. Another tall person. Who, who could this be? And she doesn't. Another thing too. She doesn't obsess at all about who could it be. Like I feel yeah, like yeah, she's just a like, boy. Huh. And you didn't anyway. think the song was about you. You would be like, well, who's this about? Like, yeah, true. Like you would, yeah, it would definitely. Just a just, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. So also delightful. Michael and Lars high five. Yeah. At the end of the night. Their BFFs. Just warms my soul. Love it. Yes. So good. Um, so good. And uh, Mia actually says something nice about Boris, but I'll address that later. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And we end that. with Grommer getting groped <laughs> by the blind guy. Oh, um, it is funny. What is she? She says something awful, of course. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, she says the, the blind guy grabbed Grandmare by the arm. I guess he liked what he felt because the next thing I knew, he was going, oh, thank you so much, ma'am. And he and Grandmare were crossing Spring Street. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, gross. Mia, that's not okay. You just allowed your grandmother to be molested. 
Yeah. A lot of uh, consent issues in yes. the early 2000s. I was going to yeah. say that too about Josh kissing her. He did not get consent to do that. Yeah. Not, not I think acceptable. That wasn't a thing that people really. I mean, we said that earlier too. Yeah, that wasn't I, a thing in 2000. Yeah. People I mean, it should have been. About it. Of course. Yes. <laughs> but if of you course, were like, I don't consent to this, boys would have just been like, what? <laughs> what are you a prude yeah. <laughs> oh it's not funny no. um, also this one thing that was funny is Mia thinks Baden-Baden is a person and I looked it up and Baden-Baden is a spa town in Germany that is so funny um, I didn't look that up at all I just boyfriend. was like oh, cool no it's a spa town we should that does remind me of like my first kiss was a dude who like came at me full tongue out and I was like, whoa, <laughs> no. Oh and like turned my face away at the last second. Cause like, uh-huh. I like had my, I was like, God, I have to close my eyes. But then like, how do I know where to put my mouth? Um, and so he Do I know me. this person? No, but I told oh, okay. you this story. It was, I used this. I, I was like 15 and I hadn't been kissed and I was like, well, I gotta get this over with. And there was a boy who showed me attention. So I was like, I'll just use this guy. Um, <laughs> my life oh um, wow that's but yeah he like I saw like I like squinted like had my eyes open a tiny bit and he was I saw his full tongue out and so I turned <gasps> my face and he <gasps> licked my entire cheek because <gasps> like he had his eyes closed so he didn't see and I went uh I would I don't want to do that I don't want to kiss you like that <laughs> and he was Did like what you do? And he, but I do remember he said you don't want it to be a real kiss Ew. I know. Yeah. It seems like actually... it was going to be terrible. So it's good. You yeah. It. it wasn't great. I Ew. would not recommend. I can't. I think his name was something. Kyle. <laughs> I think it was Kyle. I would I think not I'm right. say what his name was. I mean, I don't think he even knows who I am anymore. This oh, okay. was 15 years well, ago. <laughs> hopefully Kyle's improved since then. Perhaps. Yes. Do better, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, Wait. Was... Well, that's a special story. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. I Thank don't know. So if, I don't remember that, but. Wow. But there was like some I did kind of like with some level of consent. So like, no, thank you. We're gonna do it this <laughs> Good for way. You. As yeah. you said, we were active we players were. in our lives. Yes, <laughs> we very much were. So do we have any other uh general thoughts before we dive into some of our favorite lines that we've missed touching on? I don't think so. I think we I yeah, I I enjoyed the dance. I enjoyed Me too. the build up and kind of the payoff of um of Michael and Mia hanging out all night and like having a fun yeah. good time. And obviously he likes her. Like we as yeah. the reader can take mm-hmm. comfort in that. Oh, yes. I loved their I don't know, I guess this was probably y'all's last episode. Their um instant message exchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was episode 2. Yeah. Um, I loved that whole thing. They're That's so I'm not, I don't know if we even talked about that about um when Lily's mad at her. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Oh yeah. Yeah. They yeah, they have a and really he's cute offering, relationship. He's offering to tutor her. Um oh yeah, precious. Yeah. And he we did talk last time too about how he like clearly tries to ask her to the dance twice and she is completely oblivious <laughs> yeah. to it because she's a moron. Oh god, um, yeah. So yeah, she's so special. Um All right, let's talk about our favorite line we have i've addressed most of mine i kind um, of have two yeah. i've the, had a couple the only one we didn't oh no i have two 
uh, stop lying and or think of better lies. <laughs> yes, yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> yes, that was one of mine too. Think like, of better lies. So spot on for her. It's like be a better person or be better at being a, being a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then also when she goes to Tina's house and she's like, it really does have a fa- fountain, only you're not supposed to throw coins in it, I found out. <laughs> so she obviously showed up at this ridiculous penthouse apartment and like made a wish in the foyer fountain. <laughs> and then they were like, no, no, don't do that, do please. Do that, please. I want to <laughs> go finish it out. Yeah, uh, and those were, I, yeah. those were my favorites that we didn't already talk about. Yeah, the only one I haven't said yet is um, this is after, which I wrote down, well, thank you, Josh, but I can get my own publicity. I don't need you. And it's just like a couple sentences later. She's talking about having wanted a boyfriend or whatever. And she says, but the thing is, I would rather not have a boyfriend at all than have one who is only using me for my money or the fact that my father is a prince or for any reason really except that he likes me for me and nothing else and then she has a boy who clearly likes her for her Mm -hmm. and nothing else for like four hours hanging out and guess what she doesn't fucking notice yeah (laughs) that's a great point so yeah clearly it is yeah it is it is nice though that she puts that in because obviously it was young girls reading that and yeah yeah good Mm -hmm. job meg yes agreed Taylor, do you have any lines that you want to share? Or you can, any voices? <laughs> we sometimes <Ooh>. do voices. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to do any voices. No pressure, but- <laughs> no pressure. I think, I mean, my favorite line was Lily's. She's a vegetarian user. Yes. That, that just, Flawless. that got me. It's so good. Um, Francis, I love that your note about your Mia's mother, I thought you were her college age sister, is accompanied <laughs> with your comment, barf. Barf. <laughs> That's so funny. I wrote that in my notebook, and then I was like, I obviously have to share this with the class as Mm -hmm. well. Everyone (laughs) agrees that I'm barfing at this. Um, So true. I hate, I hate when people do that. It's so gross. It's very cringy, and it's always men. Men are gross. Always men. (laughs) Do Um, better, men. Do better, men. Kyle and men do better. (laughs) Um. Not to say you're not a man, Kyle. I'm sure you very much are. I guess now he is. It's been been quite a few years. (laughs) Many, many moons. Um, Francis, do you do you hear a popping sound? I I think I do, and I think I should also let the audience know (laughs) that I forgot to inform Jordan that there was a bit that we were going to do for our pop culture references. So if you hear some firework sounds, it's actually popcorn. <laughs> In the first two episodes, it's popcorn. <laughs> it's popcorn. It's not firecrackers. It's not firecrackers. It is popcorn. It is our pop culture machine. I think I'm hearing it now. Oh, oh. oh. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, pop yeah, culture so, references. Yeah, we are always, there are always just a plethora There are, them. yeah. We mentioned and, Princess Di. Yeah. Uh, Princess Di was brought up again when we didn't mention when... Mrs. Hakeem Baba was talking about staying at the same hotel as Charles and Diana on their honeymoon, and they stayed in separate hotel rooms. Interesting bit of canon there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like... it's based on, like, a real rumor. Probably. I would bet. Yeah. I feel like I've heard things such as that mm-hmm. in my learnings about their relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start trying to note if Princess Di is brought up every book, because I feel like she's brought up a lot. Yeah, she does um, seem to be. 
We also got another Brady Bunch reference, so that's yeah. two in this book. Um, <laughs> when they were talking about Josh being fast, and Mia was like, who are they, Mike and Carol Brady? Um, so that was it's precious. So good. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I mean, you can't talk about a school dance without talking about Carrie. Yes. The, I wasn't sure if this – this isn't super dated anymore. Like, the original obviously came out in 1976, mm-hmm. um, but they remade it in 2013 with Chloe Grace Moretz right. and, like, Ansel Elgort, who sucks, but whatever. Um, <laughs> my opinion. He's he, he's the guy kid from Baby Driver, and when – I don't know. Oh. The way he moves his mouth is super annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but they talk about uh, – Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, eight is enough, and like Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm. wife, um, <laughs> Star Trek, Buffy, of, Sabrina. Yeah. It's a lot of pretty basic things. Yeah, but one that I did like. Well, obviously the most important reference, "Bring It On," the greatest obviously. movie yes. ever made, came it's out in cold 2000. in here. So this is very- <laughs> it came <laughs> out in 2000. Thing. So she must have like wow. immediately seen the movie and was like. I gotta put this. This is gonna (laughs) last a lifetime culturally. (laughs) Called the editor. It was like, hold on, we gotta pause. Get this. She's like, Lana looked at me like I had. I like I said I hadn't seen Bring It On. (laughs) I mean, still to this day, I look at someone like that if they haven't seen Bring It On. Like, what have you been doing for the last twenty years? Yeah, you've Um, had twenty years. You've had twenty years. So long. You've Um, only seen it twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Um, So. They talk to about Tavern on the Green, mm-hmm. which is not really a pop culture reference. It's more like New York City specific. It's mm-hmm. a little history about it. It was designed by uh, Calavera Vo. Um, it was built in 1970 to house sheep that grazed in Central Park, uh, and it's like in an area called Sheep Meadow. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the house was turned, in, or the sheep house was turned into a restaurant in like the 80s. Nope, it was in 1934. Um, <laughs> and um, it, Wait, it, you said it was built in 1970-something? No, 1870. Oh, I and said 19. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> in 1934, <laughs> it was turned into... It was, it's been serving food since 1934, but it's been in a bunch of movies, and mm. I think most notably, Ghostbusters. Oh! Yeah, it's when... um, What's his face? The dad from Honey, I Shrink the Kids is being chased <gasps> by the demon dog. My favorite actor, Rick Moranis. Yes, Rick yes, Moranis. When Rick, yes, when Rick Moranis is being chased by the demon dog and he's like banging on the glass and he's like, help, help. And then he like, I don't know if, does he pass out or does he knock himself out? I can't remember. I haven't seen um, the movie in so long. But yeah, so that was, Jordan, I thought I that just was just like a fun. you watch it every day. No, I watch <laughs> Little Giants every day. Cut it straight. Duh. <laughs> Obviously. <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> There's love little giants. Yeah, the only other things I like actually made note of was like Tina's dress. It's a Nicole Miller. So I actually mm-hmm. looked up Nicole Miller because she's still around. And yeah. the average cost of her formal dresses are like 500 bucks. Just in case really? anyone is wondering. I thought what... it was going to be more than that. I know. I did too. Oh, no. I thought I... it was going to be less because I have some Nicole Miller stuff, but I get it all at TJ Maxx at a great oh. discount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that markup. Um, um, I'm looking at Taffron on the Green's dinner menu. <laughs> Oh, how much is Maybe the octopus is oh great idea. Uh salmon, vegetables, lobster, risotto. Rack of lamb is $48. Age sirloin. Uh, they don't have filet. Age sirloin is $58. Raised short think rib. Josh just didn't 36. know that. And the, the they were just like, whatever, we'll just give them what we can. It's well, a special the, menu. <laughs> the menu's probably been updated in the last 20 years. I don't think so. That's not how restaurants work. <laughs> 
restaurants. Maybe not this one. Well, Those they prices it- are pretty reasonable for like a fancy restaurant. Fancy New York restaurant. I thought so too. Well, I think it's um, turned into more of like a touristy. Yeah. Okay. That makes well, sense. And she sort of alludes to that in the book when she's like, there's a whole lot of fat ladies here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It's like a bunch of tourists. And there's like a wedding. She was like an Italian looking girl and a redheaded boy named Fergus. Is like the <laughs> wedding party. <laughs> Oh which i thought was funny that was really um, funny yeah the only other two that i have is um they say this dress is the bomb yes the bomb. which is fantastic haven't said that in so long we should bring but it I, back. i'm gonna bring it back we should definitely bring it back there were a few other diss comments as well we yeah. talked about dissing in mm. a previous episode and yeah. i noticed it a few times in in this section the um, only one that like surprised me like along with bring it on because it came out immediately was kanye west being mentioned yes which yeah yeah. and i guess i didn't realize he had been famous for so long but he also he helped produce the blueprint which obviously is one of the greatest albums ever made um jay-z's the blueprint um (laughs) and (laughs) nope okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) am i the only one obsessed with him okay cool um (laughs) no but i just i didn't realize that he had uh helped produce it which i mean you know he must have been Kanye. how old is he now like 42 yeah he was um, he was super super young yeah i'm googling how old he is um that's interesting presidential uh nominee kanye west oh as he is henceforth yes. known yep. he's 43 um oh my god he's worth 1.3 billion dollars doesn't seem right no, um, any other pop culture references, or should we cool this popping think, machine down? I think we should cool this popping machine down. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. I didn't note a whole lot in the terms of outdated social norms. I did note Josh yeah. being like, I want to go to business school and make 80k a year, which like, good luck. I yeah. guess when you have rich family, that's not that hard, but. That's true. Um, yeah, I didn't and, note anything. I, I mean, we talked about like the consent stuff but that's yeah. a pretty consistent theme throughout mm-hmm. um but that's kind of all yeah that's kind of all i had on outdated social norms is yeah 80k mm-hmm. you're out of college good luck that would yeah. be cool <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> if you know how to do that call us <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so we have to talk about as we do every section who is our biggest bully who's the biggest jerk who do we hate this section I thought this one was a little tougher than the last to pick, but I picked Grummer yeah. ultimately because she's the one who outed Mia, and she obviously did something really mean to Philly, uh, to Helen and Mr. G. Yeah, um, <laughs> an undisclosed bullying situation. Yeah, so that was my vote. Yeah, I, I definitely, I think I agree with that because, I mean... I don't know if Josh, I mean, obviously Josh is kind of a shithead, but Mm -hmm. he's not necessarily a bully in this section. Right. That was sort of my logic too. He's not really, he's just being selfish, but he's not active. Well, I guess he is actively hurting Mia. So argument could be made for Josh. Yeah. I don't know. I think I I agree. I think I agree with Grandmare. I think she's the most, um, she's the most outspoken about Mm -hmm. and because she doesn't really care either and i think that's kind of the mark of a bully is not caring that they are hurting people yeah well and Mm -hmm. she also kind of like secretly 
she's like a secret bully too. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. she just kind of orchestrates these mm-hmm. events and like knows it's probably not going to go super well for Mia and just kind of lets her out Brown. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, yeah, I vote for Grandmere. Grammera is the person who tosses the two-year-old in the pool and is like, hope you can swim. Totally. <laughs> and, that like, is... turns her back and walks away right. and, like, leaves yeah. someone else Tough to pick love. it up. Yeah. Tough love. You um, don't know how to swim? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to swim? Oh, what the gym. Okay, so we, we agree we can give Grammera title of biggest bully. Um, and we can't talk about bullying without talking about Poor, poor Boris Polkowski, oh, who oh, is nonstop roasted left, right, and center from Mia anytime <laughs> he gets brought up. Can we talk about, too, like, it seems like the only person who, like, really dislikes him for any reason other than the music is Mia. She yes. has a real issue. Totally. <laughs> she has real issues with Boris. Totally. Like, Boris She's... seems fine, except for, like, yeah. you know, tucking the wrong things into his pants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's a theme throughout. Like, I feel like at s- certain points, people are like, why do you hate this kid so much? Yeah. And she's like, because he tucked his sweater into his pants. <laughs> and it's like, oh, girl, let that go. <laughs> You're holding, Boris is living rent-free in your brain. Like, yeah. There are worse things, um, Mia, please. Yeah, seriously. She says, when Lily's giving her a hard time about going with Josh, she says, I mean, she's going with Boris Pelkowski. Boris Pelkowski. Yeah, he might be a musical genius and all, but he's still Boris Pelkowski. Uh, and then right after that, when Lily asks where they're going for dinner, and she's like, Tavern on the Green, <laughs> Mia says, I suppose super artsy Boris is taking her somewhere in the village, <laughs> which I guess is like a yeah. cool place in new york if you're from new york tell us if the um, village it's cool. where the friends live <laughs> oh so Ooh, it's like going to Central Park <laughs> in the village <laughs> yeah when I, I feel like i went okay i went to new york in february to visit a friend shout out to justin he is like a really cool dude and he knows all the cool places <laughs> so I'll is ask he him. super artsy <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's super artsy and cool um i'm gonna text him after this and ask him if the village is cool <laughs> um but she does say a couple of nice things. I will give this to her at the end. Um, she says something about Boris actually looks kind of handsome. Um, oh, yeah. For once, Boris hadn't tucked in anything that wasn't supposed to be tucked. In fact, he almost looked handsome in a geeky musical genius kind of way. So she's like, she still has to throw in the jab. But it's nice. Well, it is especially because, I mean, her decision-making for who she would accompany me to the dance was not great. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's, yeah, and maybe, maybe deep down, she's, like, a little bit jealous that me, Lily has, like, a nice boyfriend. she is, yeah. Especially (laughs) who worships her. Yeah. Someone who's nice to her and actually Mm -hmm. pays attention to her for Mm -hmm. her. And he's kind of whipped. um, Yeah. Which... Good job, Lily. Good job, Lily. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, Boris Polkowski actually turned out not to be so bad when you got him away from his violin. So I thought that was nice. Mm, yeah. Um, nice enough. Standard, <laughs> nice enough. Yeah, nice for Lily. Lily. I mean, nice for, for Mia. Yeah. yeah. The standard for nice is not. It's progress. <laughs> we'll call it yeah. progress. Um, so shall we crown our winner and besmirch our loser? <laughs> I think we shall. Um obviously all right you please feel free to disagree if I, you think i'm wrong but josh is the loser 
Yeah. I mean, who else is the big, yeah. but he he is such a loser. He's a jerk. He the evening doesn't go how he planned. Due to the war, his picture wasn't even in the paper. He didn't even yeah, get what that's he wanted. <laughs> like boo. Yeah, yeah. boo, boo Josh. He sucks. Mm-hmm. He's rude. He doesn't ask for consent. He orders schmoozy. He yeah, he's schmoozy. He orders a steak and didn't even ask if she's a vegetarian. No. He makes that I mean, awful comment to Mia's mom about yes. her sister. Drinks underage. Yeah, oh, yeah that's not true. Yeah. Acceptable. Uncool. <laughs> uncool. Horrifying. Way uncool. Major vomitage. <laughs> <laughs> um and then of course our winner. Obviously Mia. Yeah. She yeah. stood up for herself. Obviously, this really amazing boy that likes her. She made up with her friend. Yeah. She didn't get groped. She got to watch Girl Mary get groped, which she thought <laughs> was great. I don't think so much, but it was I think she's the clear winner of book. Yeah, I think so. Books. I think yes, Mia, here's her crown. You probably already have a few. But <laughs> <laughs> your tiara. Your tiara. Well, I think any other stray thoughts does that wrap up our discussion i think it might yeah. I, mean, I don't anything taylor that you oh. would like to add no i think we covered it i feel All like right. we, we well, dug deep and it was great so, yeah so something that we want to do um at the conclusion of our book so every third episode or so um is that we want to give a royal wave to an organization or a charity or a mission um just like Princess Mia would do. Um, mm-hmm. And this week, Jordan picked the ACLU. So, do you want to talk a little bit well, about Well, we picked it together. We picked it together. We talked Princess about it. and I chose yeah. the ACLU um, largely in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, but also just because of everything that's going on in our country right now. They are a really great organization. I'm going to read their mission um, that I pulled straight from their website, so I wouldn't mess it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ACLU dares to create a modern perfect union beyond one person, party, or side. Our mission is to create this promise of the United States Constitution for all and expand the reach of its guarantees. So obviously ACLU stands for American Civil Liberties Union. Just in case you don't know that, um, you can learn more at aclu.org. Um, the ACLU fights for immigration rights, LGBTQ plus rights, voting rights, disability rights, women's rights, criminal justice, racial justice, etc. I mean, on and on and on the good work that they're doing. I went and I donated this morning. You can donate on their website. Uh, there's a handy little donate button right in the upper right corner. Um, and you can also get involved just by following them on social media, signing up for their newsletter. You can volunteer. I mean, their website has a ton of resources um so if you're interested in learning more about them or getting involved with the aclu visit their website yeah and even if you can only donate like five bucks it's five bucks they didn't have before so no pressure but but do it (laughs) (laughs) do it um taylor do you have an organization you'd like to plug i think the uh, aclu is a great organization to donate to right now um I think. Oh, I donated in honor of the podcast diaries to the Equal Justice Initiative. Um, I guess Thank last. You. Yeah, we. Yeah, when Jordan sent me the book. Yes. Um, yeah, to counteract the ten dollars that $10 went we to, Jeff to Jeff Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> so they're doing good Fantastic. stuff over there too. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, let's let's dive into our plugs, Taylor. Where can we find you? How can we access you via the web? Tell us about you. 
I am all over the internet at all times. But um, if you go to taylorschumann.com, all my social media links, you can find me um, from there. But I'm Taylor Schumann Writes on Instagram and Taylor S. Schumann on Twitter. And that's where I am most active, I think, on Twitter. So Yes, Taylor's Twitter is delightful. I would highly recommend you follow it. She posts many, many funny tweets and yeah, some very up. educational tweets as well. So it's just Ooh. a well-rounded in- account. Maybe I'll get on Twitter. Yeah, come yeah, for the Yeah, you laughs. need to like Podcast Diaries. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I should. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> oh, damn. You're not supporting yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor. Come for the laughs. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, and also stay f- stay for the laughs. Come, come for the laughs and stay, <laughs> stay for, for the laughs. laughs. And the learning. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, well, so check Taylor yeah. out. Um, we are The Podcast Diaries on Facebook, The Podcast Diary 1 on Instagram, The Podcast Diary on Twitter, The Podcast Diary at gmail.com is our email address. And obviously, you can find all of these links for easier access on our website, thepodcastdiaries.com. Next week, we will be reading, uh, starting at the beginning of book two, Princess in the Spotlight, through the section Saturday, October 25th, 7 p.m. on the way to Lily's house. So we're going to stop at the section Sunday, October 26th, 2 a.m., Lily's bedroom. And Taylor, thank you for joining us yes, today. This has been so delightful much. to have a guest to, to gab with us about, about PD. Oh, so so fun. Thanks for <laughs> asking me to come on. I had a blast. Well, we hope you will join us again soon. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, now we will we will give our royal goodbye. Yes, a royal goodbye to you. And to you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>